This is the Deer Man in Betweener. Everybody, thank you so much for coming, tuning in. This is the Deer Man in Betweener. It's a very simple podcast to go in between chapters of Deer Man, in which I just talk to my favorite writers, artists, musicians, vagrants, talking deer, talking animals. I might interview my own dog. But thanks for listening. Today we have Trey Hudson. Founder and editor-in-chief of Mad Shade. And if you're in Austin and you've seen Mad Shade, you know it's brilliant. Let's listen. Trey Hudson, welcome to the show. This is a Deer Man in-betweener, which will probably be called the Hilbert Cast or something like that. Um, uh, I just want to ask you, first, the most important question. Okay. The going? very most important question. Have you, uh, have you listened to Deer Man? I haven't. I have no. I have right, no well, idea what. I don't even know. I actually, don't even know how to listen to it. I don't know. Is this a podcast? Is this a? Are dude, there I'm, other kinds of broadcasts that th- are thanks, pods? Thanks for coming, dude. Like, was, I have no idea. <laughs> nice, nice to see you. Dude. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> but no. really, I want to know how. So you tell me how to listen. So, to uh, so here's how people can listen to Deer Man. They can go to DeerManBegins.com. Uh, they can search Deer Man. On iTunes. What the fuck is Deer Man? Like, what is it actually? Deer Man is about a man and who, a deer. So, so I, 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 there's no spoilers here. If you haven't heard it, this is the very first chapter I'm going to describe. This guy is driving home drunk. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he runs into a deer, and then he wakes up on an operating table, and there's a mad scientist. Is it what part of the deer does he hit? Does He's, he aim for the ass? Or only he hit his the brain. Only his human brain is in his ass. Is in is in the is it? So he's a deer. He's got a human brain, though. Okay. Um, and he's also bipedal, so he can walk on his two legs. Okay. But yeah, that's Deer Man. So Deer Man, basically, I can give you the ultra-literary description of it. It's a man who finds himself a deer, and he's struggling with what it means to be human. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so are you talking about you're getting into the whole... Yeah, so basically... We are one interconnectivity he, oh, of species. Yeah, 100%. Super. Uh, there's a lot of, like, examining his own penis. You know, like, what does he do with... Like, he, right, he, right. he knows how a penis works But he, a man. he feels weird about fucking female deer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're going to explore goes. that in the next uh, episode. Or or the ep- we or maybe we explored it in the episode prior to whenever this, whenever this <laughs> podcast comes out. Right. But, uh... Trey Hudson, he is the um, editor, the founder of Mad Shade Zine. That is the best zine in Austin, for yeah, sure, right best. now. I'm saying it's the best because you do whatever you want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You have other editors come in and do things, and uh, you let them, you, have, you basically give them free reign. You, get, you give them a theme, and you let them run with it. And you let yeah. me do that, and I had a great yeah. time doing it. It's yeah. one of the things I'm most proud of ever doing. He did a great job. Uh, Matt well, Cook said it well, was the most cohesive issue he had ever seen. Yeah. Party boy, Matt Cook. <laughs> Party wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Safety wipe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so just a little background how I know Trey. Trey is uh, a co-worker of mine. And uh, I worked at Book People it was about three and a half years ago. Radio found you on the streets. <laughs> yeah. begging for change. And they just they were kind enough to offer you a bar back position. That's right. I uh, I was kind of you know I was impoverished basically. If you ever worked in a bookstore um, in Texas with Texas labor law, yep. <laughs> you know you can definitely can I fart in here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, microphone podcast. Room. Did you catch that? <laughs> Sorry, well, it's a small room. Well, so let's uh, so 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 Trey 
he uh, he taught me everything I know basically in the service industry because I when when I went to the meeting for for this uh, this place we work at everyone was a was a service industry professional and our boss made everyone sort of. that was my first bartending job too yeah but but you were a restaurant so you knew how to like yeah you knew how to like lie with confidence about yeah, your yeah, favorite yeah. sandwich yeah you yeah know. I knew how to so. lean in a certain way exactly and then you taught me the hustle and I didn't know you were like fueled by. PCP and cocaine, 100 percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I worked with you know the 300 pounds I've got on myself. <laughs> but a Trey nimble 300. Trey, uh, can you describe the room you're sitting in? Um, yeah, well, it's beige walls, off white, eggshell white ceilings, a mahogany fan with four blades. I just stared at the light bulb. It's very bright. What is that? Like That's 90 a- watt. That, that's a, a daylight. Water? It's a daylight bright. Yeah, it's definitely not LEDs. He's not fucking. No, with that's LEDs. LED. That's Is that LED. LEDs? That's LED. Nice. Technology is uh, great. I'm I'm looking at some like wedding gifts. You still have some wedding memorabilia here. Yeah, that's uh the you know the the cake knife. The cake from knife. my wedding a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are you planning to do with that? By the way. I'm just wondering, like, is it out for a purpose? Were you using it well, for something? Like, you you never cut another thing with that knife. Right? No, you like, never that's, do. I mean, that's, that's like, is it bad luck? Is there I some superstition with it? I don't know. There's something to go with it, but I don't know. Keep just it. it doesn't have a place in the house right it's now. It's pure silver. It's I mean, worth some money. Yeah. Is, is it pure silver? I mean, it's probably pure silver Casting, imitation. Like, something, something <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, I see some Simpson stuff. It's like. I see this locker. I don't know. Did you steal that from book people? Like, oh, no. Steal that from, what is this? This is a Ikea locker here. What's in here? I mean, it's just a disorganized in my whole brain. But yeah. There are books. Everyone keeps books. Yeah, I don't even... have some books in here. Yeah, you I look at them every now and then. I don't even know. guess. Yeah, I don't even know how to read. To look and say, you got American Roots Music. You got The Only Ones. Story is actually one of, a title of one of the books that you have. Yeah. I see some books. I see some pictures. This is a solid room right here. This is a solid room. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your philosophy when it comes to Mad Shade. If someone listening wants to contribute to Mad Shade, what do you what, what do you say is like the uh, whole idea behind Mad Shade? The whole idea of Mad Shade was. I'll tell you what it was because it's uh, it's evolving all the time, you know, because it started out with, I want everyone I know to do one piece of writing, one, give me one photograph and give me one piece of other visual art, not photography, like drawing, painting, collage, whatever the fuck you want it to be, graffiti stuff, doesn't matter, but give me some other form of visual art. So one of each is what it was supposed to be. But then I quickly found out that not everybody's down to do that. Everyone's got, most of the time they have their thing. Like I'm going to write or I'm going to shoot a few photographs or I draw. So I realized that that design wasn't going to work. But I wanted to do that for myself every single time. So um, it's submission based, which is also flawed in a way. Because then you're relying on however many other people to actually be down every single month. Yeah. Like, all right, thanks for giving me this inspiration or whatever. And I'm relying on the fact that I'm going to be inspired all the time, which isn't true. So it's been, it's been changing in a way that I can't expect myself to do it. Like I'm the only one making the deadlines. If I want to say it's every single month, 
then in the beginning, if it was five weeks or six weeks, that was like death to me. Yeah. Like, I need to get this out. I have to get this out. And it's yeah. like, hold on, man. That's never what it was about. Yeah. Like, you need to allow yourself to just go through it, give yourself some time because I don't have anyone else to answer to besides yeah. myself. So yeah. just, it's, and then I've, every three months I have this, should I even do it anymore? Because you're, you're only throwing money at it. That's yeah. all you're doing. Yeah. And then you like you give to charity because you don't want to divvy out like thirty bucks between ten people. Yeah, you'd feel bad if you kept the money. Yeah, and even if you just let it sit there for the next match shape, like when we do zine release shows, there's an influx of like three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks, and you get that extra motivation of like shit, we actually are doing something. Like people are playing music for the first yeah. time, you know, people are like performing in front of people for the first time, whatever it may be, and you like you can kind of see the tentacles going out and like and like affecting different people and that's awesome to see people get out of their comfort zone and do new things so that was the idea to begin with and now I gotta allow myself to kind of keep going with it yeah. in a way that can change and not make it too strict and stringent yeah well one thing that is important to mention is that <clears throat> you do give to charity every single every single issue yeah so basically you're just making money that covers the cost of printing yeah, hopefully, I mean, yeah. but it doesn't. Right. So then I end up spending 150 bucks yeah. out of my own pocket to put out the next issue yeah. because I have this thing that's like it needs to get out, it needs to get out. But I mean, it is like it is the coolest looking thing. <laughs> you know, it's one of the zines where I appreciate it. No, it really is one of the zines where it feels like what a zine is supposed to be. Like it's not. I feel, I feel like a lot of people started going to perfect binding, you know, where they had yeah, books the and stuff, yeah. and it was. You know, it's nice and it's professional, but this feels like this comes from the ground level. Like, oh, it isn't gosh. made by some non-profit. Like, this is yeah. made by a not-profitable yeah. <laughs> structure here, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, and that's what I love about it. And for anyone that's listening that's interested, uh, you have a big cartel page, right? That's, like, the only yeah. internet presence Yeah, that's the only inter- what, internet presence. What is the URL? It's madshade.bigcartel.com. There you are. I, uh, I think you said DearManBegins.com. <laughs> yeah, if you put my link on there, that'd be great. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my link. On, I'll put your link on there. But it's no, the cost I mean, of permanently, that, you know. This is well, that, that that charity money you're giving oh, out. Yeah. You're giving out to people. Yeah, you know? charity. Yeah, you know, charity. Pay it to me. Airport um, charity. So uh, Trey and I work together, so we expend a lot of our conversation um, at work. But uh, he did tell me the story. So I have neighbor problems. He has neighbor problems. Um, my my main neighbor problem is uh, that they even exist. But uh, you they- want to be alone, dude. You don't want to be alone. <laughs> you like your neighbor. You can't tell me that when you step outside and it's like sixty five degrees. The sun is just coming up. You know, it's still everything is a little moist outside still. If you see your neighbor beside you and they smile at you or something. That's super traditional scene. And they got the robe on because for some reason they wear a robe and they're drinking hot coffee and they're like, good morning. They could even throw a comma and a neighbor in there and you would probably still feel a little little warmth in your heart. I do say hi to everyone. I see basically it's a bad habit from um, just being a a goddamn American. I do that too. Yeah, but I say hi to everybody. And, uh, Or give them the head nod. Yeah, yeah, I, I acknowledge people. If I'm passing by them, I think it's weird to like, not have any kind of acknowledgement of them, but uh, that's just like a weird thing that I do. I don't know. I can't. I can't crush it. But I say hi to my neighbor all the time, even though he's deaf. 
<laughs> well, I can sign high, man. Um, yeah, it's probably the easiest sign. Yeah, but um, you know, it's just one of those things I do. So I'm 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 pretty polite in that, but I do like I think everyone harbors a seething hatred for yeah. any kind of slight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably because I hate myself, oh, yeah, but I sorry, just have to I've been transferred onto another person. <laughs> It's easier. It's more. It's more so, visible then. So you, you're an avowed Satanist, and you just moved, and you have neighbors yeah. that are Christian. Uh, yeah. Let's let's tell the the, the, pe- the the two people listening to this right now. Uh, well, let's be clear. I if I had to choose between Christianity and Satanism, or like not even that, because that's both structured. But if I had to choose like a thing to worship, it would definitely be the devil before it would be God. So I wouldn't say that I'm a Satanist, but I, mean, actually, I don't even think you believe that. Cause, because 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 I know because you're kind of like me where it's just this I know that you, that you don't think there's any kind of cosmic underpinnings no, 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 to the no, universe. Not, yeah, I mean there's not. cosmic stuff, but there's no, no like there's, not. there's no like spirituality behind. It. There's no good and evil battling. But out I'm saying if in, it was, if you had to choose, right, yeah. the picture of heaven that has been painted to us for throughout our whole lives. At least me, I shouldn't say for, speak for everybody else. Those other two people that are listening and you, yeah, that you know that that was their impression but mine was always like you somehow lose your autonomy whenever you get to heaven that you're like you die and then you get called up because you're a fortunate one and then the the rest of eternity you spend in this like super peaceful place whatever that looks like without any kind of personality and individuality like you're just this like literal cog we say that all the time like oh I'm just a cog in the system of this capitalist fucking world but like ugh Sanders man yeah fuck heaven is like the most bureaucratic place like in the world like not in the world but above the world or whatever the fuck that you could conceive of where you have no say anymore it's like oh praise you Jesus I'll see you for the rest of my life like that shit sucks like if I had to choose between heaven or hell like if I had to burn in fire but I somehow was still conscious of the fact that I was burning, I'd choose that. I would choose, like, burning, not conscious of the fact of burning. So you, okay. <laughs> I, I, it'd be cool. To, I mean, it, it wouldn't be cool, but it would. if I had to burn for all of eternity, yeah. I would like to not know that I was burning. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? well, what I'm saying, that's that's the difference. Is that in, in hell, you would be conscious of your own self. So maybe, but in heaven, you surrender some of that, and you're just like, because no one walks around on this earth and is like truly worships like they say they worship like you still fucking go home and masturbate and you still think dirty thoughts about the people around you and like you say fuck to yourself even if you don't say it out loud like nobody has achieved this like perfection that's talked about in heaven like and that shit would be boring as fuck dude fuck that I'd rather march through hell than tiptoe through heaven any day wow of the week. Well, I'm I'm a very pure person. Okay, I worship, <laughs> I worship the pure correct. Evil. I worship the correct of the pantheon of gods yeah. that we've had throughout the whole. So, regardless of what we worship, I, but I, I I don't even know how to masturbate. Is what I'm telling you. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can show me. <laughs> we could flip on the video and put it on a different website <laughs> and maybe actually make some money off of that. Yeah. Maybe. Gay for pay, baby. That's a real thing. <laughs> That's a real thing. Uh, Neighbors Your neighbors Yeah we're talking about neighbors Yeah Okay so Her No tropical storm Harvey comes This is the You know Yeah The precursor to this whole incident Right Um, And It knocks down This Beautiful I wouldn't say it's beautiful I don't fucking know why I like it But I bought it at a garage sale For like three bucks Yeah 
And for some reason, it's just a thing that I've kept with me. Like, I, I don't keep anything yeah. with me ever, yeah. except for, like, a, a, a few books, some music, like, a few clothes, and this and some artwork. And it happens to be this, like, wooden, like, really shitty wood, like, a super old painted frog that's upside down and this yellow painted mask with its red tongue sticking out. Like, it looks sick. It looks more sexual than evil to yeah. me, but it's still, like, it's cool. I don't know why I like it, but I do. The sexual is probably evil to... to yeah, that's true. The super Christians, yeah, that's probably... Or, yeah, it's probably, probably makes them uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes them uncomfortable, I'm sure. Um, and, of course, we don't give it a passing thought. Like, it's just something cool to yeah, look at. Because you guys are Satanists. Because we're Satanists. Evil people. We're evil people. <laughs> and it... Tropical Storm Harvey knocked this down. It's split in half. It can't hang up anymore. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to prop it against this stone by this tree that's on our lot, mind you. And it's been there for however long. No problems for us. And Cora, they call her Corey. It's a couple, this older couple. Yeah. I can't, Janet, Janice, something. I don't even know her name. Yeah. Uh, And I know the guy's name, Michael. Yeah. Because their Wi-Fi always pops up on our shit. Yeah. Um, Michael's sex dungeon. <laughs> 666. And it's like, dude, as characters, they're just so perfect. Like, he doesn't say a fucking word. They both have glasses. They're both, like, 60. They're, like, peppered gray hair is the same. And they both got chili bowls. You know what I'm saying? Chili Like, bowl. the same haircut. They both oh. rock the same haircut. <laughs> They, they're just like the same they become one person yeah. like you and Nina will become the same person one day you know and uh, so anyway Cora they call her Corey yeah. we'll just call her Corey because they have no respect because they got no respect they they never ask us what's going on and you don't even lives. know her you don't even know Janice or Janet's name yeah yeah, I don't know her name either so I guess it's all fair right? yeah well, you don't have you never claim to have respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never brought it to them this way. Yeah. But uh, they come over while she's hanging up the lights and bringing out the awning and stuff because we're you know we're with it. Yeah. We, we put everything up to make sure it wouldn't get blown away. And uh, they come over and they do their typical like, "Hi, hi, Corey." How's it going? And she's being her normal self, which is like, "Hey, everything's fine. What's going on?" And they see this fucking evil-ass totem that we have. And um, they tell her, I don't know if you know, but we go to church a lot. And, like, of course we fucking know that. That's the first thing they told us. That's the first thing they told us. They work for the church. Yeah. So they're about that lifestyle. And I don't know if you know, but we go to church. And um, we don't want any evil spirits around our trailer and we believe that this thing, like, I don't know if you guys brought it. I don't remember the neighbors before us having it here. But we believe that it has evil spirits. And we really like having you as our neighbors. And we just don't want to see you guys have any evil spirits around either. Um, and Cora immediately is backpedaling. Like, she doesn't handle situations like that well. You know? Her instant thing is like oh that's Trey's I don't know you're gonna have to talk to him about it like passing the buck off on me which is fine because I'm like fuck yes please have this conversation Uh, and they want her to get rid of it but they don't want her to get just get rid of it they want her to bury this totem yeah they want her to bury it under the ground 
in, I guess, a ceremonious way. Like, I assume that they want to be there for this. Because you don't just ask someone to bury something and trust that they buried it. You want to see it go in the earth. Yeah. You know? And I don't know how Cora ended their conversation. I just know that she called me while I was at work. Yeah. And told me this. And my immediate reaction is like, fuck these people. Like, I'll bury it to its eyes and put a fucking upside down cross on it. Like, go go with my shirt off so they can see the demon heart swinging on my chest. And like, fuck this. I was so pissed that they would even have the balls to come over and say, this thing on your property can't be here anymore. And I didn't know what to do. And I, I was like, through all the things that I was thinking of like, I thought about it and it pissed me off that I was thinking about it. Yeah. Like I got enough bullshit on my mind that I don't want to have to think about that thing like that's another thing that you're bringing to me like I'm gonna be fucking shirtless and have my boxers on in the RV and then you're gonna come knock on my day off and I have to come put clothes on and come outside and have a conversation with you about evil spirits and religion and everything else so the compromise I reached in my mind was like I'm just gonna fucking move it yeah because the, the husband works from home they both work from home but he's got his office space and it's elevated and it's like a beeline from his window straight to this evil last totem that I'm sure is like causing him to lose sleep. Yeah. Like they're probably rolling around in their bed thinking about the fact that this fucking frog and mask is just like floating yeah. over their Unholy trailer yeah. like going yeah, all night. riveting all night. Yeah. Like what, is, <laughs> what the fuck could it be doing? But yeah. So the compromise was moving it out of the line of sight without even asking them anything. Yeah. And they haven't come and spoken to me at all. But I, I entertain the idea of like going through the process. Like, maybe I should bury this fucking thing with them. Like, fuck, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Like, they're gonna pray over it, whatever. Like, I want to see that amount of insanity. I want to yeah. see what that looks like. I want to be real close to it and experience that, and just let them believe that yeah. I'm fucking with it. Yeah. You know, but then I thought, like, they're inviting me to church probably after that. They're going to, like, have take issue with anything in my yard. Like, yeah, got to nip it in the bud and just be like... Hey. Well, you reach a compromise. I mean, I think, you know, one thing is to roll over and one thing is to be, like, super disrespectful. Which would be in your right to do. But right. at the same time, it's just like, eh, you have to but live next There's to no lessons they're to gonna teach. Outlive. Yeah, they, they're going to outlive. Yeah. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden see the light and be like... Hey, this upside down cross really showed me <laughs> that I, that I shouldn't come over there <laughs> yeah. and try and tell them what to do with their yard. Like, yeah. no, it's only going to create more issues. You put that upside down cross, and I realized, man, that guy fucking Jesus, dude. Ugh. <laughs> Why did I dedicate I my whole life to I thought it was the him? other way my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was right side yeah. up. Yeah. Now I feel dumb. All right, man. Well, Mad Shade is uh, monthly, right? It's supposed to be monthly. Supposed to be monthly. I think we're working on like when was the last one? It's like June, June something. And yeah. Like here we are, and no, 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 no. It must have been early July. I, I think July fifteenth. It was maybe. supposed to come out in June, but it was like July fourteenth yeah. or fifteenth. So we're talking like six weeks in between yeah. the last two issues. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the way it comes out and the way it's distributed is like to me like that feels like a zine. Like people are holding something special, something yeah. that probably won't get reprinted. No, it's not. There's right. no way. Once Unless done, someday done. someone's yeah. like... Once it's done, it's done. And like the artwork in there is phenomenal. Every time... I mean, you're, you're putting together this product that literally every page can be torn out and framed. Like, 
that's what I, that's how I see it. You know, you got poetry, photography, and you're printing in full color. I, I remember when you first started, they were just like Xerox, Xerox style, and, were, and that looked like that looked like you know a, a punk rock zine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the days of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But this is like a punk rock zine because I mean, printing in color the way the way you're printing isn't that it isn't like a whole lot it's not like more a, to or, do, and it's not like a new system either. Microphone fell. Uh, it's not a new system, so. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's gonna keep happening. Every time I think about abandoning it, the the whole thing, and just be like, "Fuck it," I'm just gonna put it on hold and maybe come back to it. I'm like, "No, nah, I'm gonna throw another hundred dollars in my own dollars at it just to see another issue." Yeah, because that's all I care about. If we if we have to print fucking twenty editions of this next one, because that's all the money that's there, yeah, then we'll print twenty. Yeah, and we'll work with it until. Like the press fest is coming up in November. Yeah. That free rent ATX, another yeah. zine, like uh, orchestrates every single year. Like we'll sell some zines there. Well, I just talked to Jack about doing another zine release yeah. show at Radio, so that's gonna happen. Yeah, and that'll bring in enough money to sustain it, and then hopefully it'll hit a point. Like we're still young. It's been yeah. what, like eight nine months. Eight, well, nine yeah, months. totally. And we have. I'm working on the eighth issue. And so there are also- other zines that have been around for like three years that are working on their eighth issue. Well, there's other zines that have been around for three years, but all you see about them just on Facebook or, you know, they're constantly calling for submissions, but uh, yeah, there's no product. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's just uh, it's it's more than just the what you're actually putting out because there's a community being built around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they you got regular contributors and. They meet at these parties you throw. Yeah. Everyone mixes and mingles. You know, different art forms are coming through. Yeah. Um, Last time we had live painting. Yeah. Xavier Kites played the first show he's played in like years. And the first time he's ever performed. And he fucking killed it. He killed it. He was amazing. Do you know his, uh, do you know his, his, uh, his website or anything like that? Yeah. Go to soundcloud.com slash K dash I dash T dash E dash Z. Yeah. Kites. Worth 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 checking out. The guy is pretty pretty amazing and, and we met him at, at radio. radio. And yeah. he's just the kind of guy who'd come in, buy a beer, smoke Had cigarettes. No idea for so, sit, for so long. Yeah, he'd sit did. in a dark corner out in the yard and sit with be a little pin and pad. Riding the entire he'd be here for six hours. Yeah. Riding. Not even conversing with anybody. He was, he's a very polite, yeah. uh very nice guy and you know. He became everybody's friend, but yeah. he was just—he was a guy that intrigued you, and you went up to him and asked him. Because of the zine release, though, he got to perform, and he got to—he got paid to perform. Then he got another show after that, yeah, because he performed with that. Fucking Jack Parker got to play a show. He hasn't played a show in forever. Yeah. That band—that's the first time that, and that ensemble band, always played that, and they fucking killed and that it. band was amazing. They were and, amazing, and it was—it was one. Of, so I'm—I'm I'm from California, as everyone probably knows, and. In Texas is a joke. Ooh. Everyone hates, yeah. Everyone hates California. Everyone hates everybody in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know the, the the one benefit is everyone around Austin in Texas hates it's Austin. California. Well, hates Austin, right? Like if you go to Dallas, people hate Austin. Right? Yeah, so everyone hate, hates Austin. But yeah. everyone in Austin hates me. Well, they don't hate me, but it's one of those running jokes where I, I'm from the worst part of California, Los Angeles, and uh, it's kind of a joke. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about the zine actually promoting new 
yeah. artists to I'm perform. Totally. Building the community. Yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this California you, bullshit? You really wanted to rant. I really want to talk about California, man. Victimized as a Californian. Yeah, I do feel victimized in, as a Californian. In the, in the country of Texas. I'm over here burning Texas dollars, <laughs> building condos, and kicking everybody out of everywhere. Yeah, and you know what? Austin wasn't as cool before I moved here. That's true. I mean, Austin was way cooler no, before no. I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. I just right sucked the whole life out of it, dude. No. You're you're working. It's good to see you working. You what work. What the fuck was I going to say? That's killing oh, me. You, but get ready for a compliment. It's coming. Oh, shit. All right, dude. Hold on. Andrew Hilbert works more than any other writer I know of. Dude, and I'm tucking my boner under my belt right personally, now. Personally, for real, you write more than anybody I know. And before, when I considered myself to be a writer, like I've abandoned that thought, I think. Like that I, I enjoy writing, yeah. but I don't think I'm a writer. Oh, like, uh, you're a writer. I've, you're, I've, you're I've, a fucking, I've read your shit. You're in mad shade. I mean, you're writing. You're a writer. I mean, but you're a writer. You work. Like that's what makes you what you are. You What you do is what you are. You do the work all the time. And it shows. I'm looking at Death Thing, Bang Face in the Glory Hole, Invasion of the Weirdos. I remember when you dropped me off at the trailer park and gave me the toilet stories from outer space. And that ended up in Portland and passed around everyone's fucking toilet there, too. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you're, you've been putting in work for a long time, and it's cool to see. It's motivating to see someone continue to do it, because that's the mark of anything. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's fun to do. And, you know, when, when I moved here to Texas eight years ago now, uh, you have to build a community. I mean, part of me is like, dude, I, I'm such a lone wolf on a lot of things. Like, I don't yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm not a very social animal. Like, I, I can be very social. I can be very extroverted. But I prefer to be at home. But the thing is, um, like, the kind of community you're building with Mad Shade. Right. Like, I, I, I kind of like, that is what uh, keeps keeps me going in a lot of ways. It's knowing that other people are doing things and people are sharing stuff. Yeah. And everyone's enjoying each other's stuff. And that's what I like about creating art you know well that's the thing like sometimes you can't people always talk about how difficult it is to make art and it's really not that difficult like because when you're doing it for yourself when everything's for yourself and you can continue to stay true to yourself and do it for yourself but the minute you put that shit on paper and someone else is reading it or you got like 12 submitters it you feel the responsibility of their work and the fact that like they trusted you enough to give it to you and put it out in this issue or whatever it becomes this a different kind of work, and it does become difficult at times. Yeah, and you need that community to be like, "Hey, dude, like, I where, believe in you. I believe in my, what where, you're doing. Where's here's my your, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my free zine at, dude? Yeah. Like, I gave you this stuff. Yeah, and that that's the reason why I wanted to keep it open submission was first I didn't trust myself enough. Yeah. to put a whole issue together. With just my work, yeah. Because I didn't even start drawing until a year ago. Yeah, I never even draw. You saw the first yeah. picture I ever drew. Yeah, like I never did that, so I didn't trust that I would have enough content to put it yeah. out anyway. But it's checks and balances. Yeah, it's someone else being like, "Hey, dude, like I gave you my shit, and now I'm responsible for it, and I'm responsible yeah. for putting it out." And it's important to do it. Like I always come back to, even if I don't know why it's important, if it feels important to me, I need to do it. Yeah, that's what I like about you. You have this drive. <laughs> You have this drive and you see the fucking finish line. Yeah. And and what's amazing too is that there's a lot of people who think about doing a zine. And the funny thing is, 
when you do it, it's kind of like one of the easiest things in the world. It's the easiest right? shit in the world. Dude. Yeah. We like, are you, what do you have? How many do you want to make? Yeah. You want to make, I can tell you how to make 50 zines at a time. Yeah. Just get 250 bucks, sell those motherfuckers <laughs> for like seven bucks a piece. Yeah. And then keep paying like 600 bucks over time to keep yeah. printing more. Yeah. Like you'll get something out of it. Like right. you'll be able to keep it going. Is what do you, do you want to get rich off of it? You, you probably no. don't have a plan. No, there. no, you know? no, no. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, it's like, Building that zine, man, I'm losing my train of thought all the time. That's too much Papa John's pizza. No, I don't think it's a Pepsi Fire that you never reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> you drank yeah. too much Pepsi Fire trying to figure yeah. out the complex flavors. Pepsi Fire, man, just don't fucking not. burned a hole. Do not in your drink brain. that shit. Do not drink that shit. I, I don't even. I didn't like even know Pepsi. it was a thing. I didn't even know Pepsi had a fire. Uh, I, pa- I passed by it one day at the uh, and there local was, it was small on business sale, bodega. It? it was on sale. Yeah. No, it was on sale. They were like, we'll pay you to drink this. Uh, see, here, here's a story. I really like when things l- look stupid. Right? When yeah, things... Yeah. I mean, look at the way I'm dressed, right? I well, enjoy... No, you got the ODB shirt <laughs> on. You got the long socks. But I enjoy, I enjoy when things look kind of stupid, right? And uh, I'm at Target and I see this orange can with a flame and it says Pepsi Fire and it looks like the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I thought, I have to taste that. And I'm going to review it. And they didn't just sell one. They sold like yeah, you had to buy only 24 Yeah, you had to buy the whole pack. And I, and I was like, I'm only going to drink well, how did one. you feel as a consumer though? After you bought that, did you feel like I have a responsibility to drink all these motherfuckers now? No, I spent money on it, or did you give it to like the hurricane relief people? Well, I would <laughs> never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't want to you inflict. Subject them I don't want to inflict more pain on anybody. You gave it to Elliot Terrell. If you were like, Look, <laughs> yeah. some, Dude, some I got some fun. nasty ass soda. I think you need to just yeah. get wrong. No, no. I. It was like. You know when you're quitting smoking and and you and some you have those sneaker smokes where you're oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah is that what you feel with soda? Well, no, this is like the process. Is like you you get to a point where cigarettes are gross, right? When you yeah. quit smoking, but yeah. you still have the psychological urge to do it. Yeah. So every now and then you'll sneak a smoke, and while you're smoking it, you just think, oh, this is so disgusting. I smell gross. But you my the mouth, whole thing. my mouth feels like fucking. Satan's taint. You get to the point where you're like washing your mouth out and your hands right. and like all around your mouth because you know how gross. And it's is. not shame and it's not guilt. It's just it's like disgust in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I had the first Pepsi Fire and I drank it and I was like, oh, I can totally shit on this thing. I can make a funny. I can make something funny with this. Yeah. And I and I drank. You waited it. too long. You and I waited. I waited too long. I I let it marinate too long. You forgot all the funny shit. Right. Well, I was just like you got to go just, buy another twelve. Nothing pack. to do. And then by the second one, I was <laughs> by the second one, I was just like, ooh, this is so disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you're eating pizza and shit, and you say, pop up the third one. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is the most disgusting. It takes longer and longer to finish a can, but by God, the you whole fucking the whole twelve pack, pack got went through. Nina didn't help you. That Nina was did you. not help me. She had one sip. And she and was, was like, like, never again. Nah, dude. I'm, I envy, I'm not dedicated I envy that to nothingness. Kind of yeah. I envy that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're like, nope, I don't like it, and you're just on to something else. Yeah. For me, it's ice cream. Well, what's your favorite ice cream? Well, it was Americone Dream. Dude, that one is by good. By Ben & Jerry's. That shit yeah, is so is good. good. But then there's also this thing called Chubby Hubby. Is that Have you ben heard Jerry's of this too? one? Yeah, it's been in Jerry's. Is some I haven't bo- seen. You've got some bougie ice cream taste. Well, the thing is, I don't eat it that often, but when I do, I go hard. Yeah. So if I'm only buying a pint every like three weeks or something, yeah. then I'm going to get some expensive ass ice cream. Yeah. But I don't trust myself with it, so I don't buy it. But Cora and I went to the 7-Eleven by our house, and she was like, all right, 
we'll let let's get some ice cream. And I tried this chubby hubby vanilla malt ice cream, fucking chocolate covered pretzels in there, chocolate swirls. I, I can't do the pretzels. I will finish a pint in five minutes. Yeah. No joke. No joke. I, I, I can't do pretzels and ice cream. That's like a, too much of a texture difference for me. But I do like caramel chunks. And uh, American Dream has like caramel in it. It's really good. That's 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 my jam. Pep- pour some Pepsi Fire in there. <laughs> pour some Pepsi Fire. Just freeze ruin, it. Just ruin freeze your it. whole pint. Like ice cubes out of it. <laughs> and put those in Pepsi Fire, too. Dude, and that's actually a good Pepsi idea. Pepsi Fire ice cubes in Pepsi Fire. Generally. I mean, that's. I mean, you could make a malt like a float. Pepsi Fire would probably be good. So, you've had a Fireball whiskey back when you drank? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had this thing called Hot Damn? Yeah. It's a lot like Fireball, except it's just like way worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Hot damn! That's what fire. That's what Pepsi, Pepsi fire, fire tastes like, like with ooh. none of the benefits of forgetting about the taste ooh. afterwards. With being is drunk. it enough cinnamon to like stay on your tongue and it's like eat away your fucking taste buds? Uh, it's like a, yeah, kind of it's stuff? awful. It is awful, and the color of Pepsi fire is like it. It looks like like waste, like nuclear waste. Yeah, like it's is it viscous almost? It, like super syrupy it's, looking. As no, it, comes no, out? It, it feels syrupy looking because it's almost just too much. Yeah. There's too much like sugar and shit in it. I mean, it's soda, but at the same time, there's, there's too much weird flavors that it feels viscous and like disgusting. Yeah. When you pour it out, it's just like any other soda. Yeah. You know, just but looks like. It just like, makes you feel like. It makes you feel gross. Walking cool. Yeah. Syrup. Yeah. Makes you feel like, you know, the sneaker smoke. Yeah. So, yeah. You might you might be on to some marketing opportunities here. We might be the only two people on the planet talking about Pepsi Fire right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that ship is probably fucking passed. <laughs> well, you know, maybe Ben and Jerry's and Pepsi Fire should make a make a flavor together. Yeah, they should. Yeah. What would they call it? Um, I don't know. The death thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to ruin you want to ruin your life. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up here. Thanks so much for uh, for doing this with me. I know it's a uh, Thanks for the Papa John's. Papa John's. Yeah, I bought you some pizza. Right, you you gave me a couch. Mushrooms. Yeah, you gave me a couch. So yeah, you give me too much credit. Cora gave you a couch. Cora gave yeah. Cora, thank you. You're one of the two people listening to this. (laughs) Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Mom. Uh, Um, but uh, so what? What do you? What book or or poem or or um, magazine or TV show or movie or whatever do you want to recommend to everyone listening right now? Um, the one that I read most recently, the book that I read most recently that I would recommend to everyone, which I'm sure whomever is listening to this knows of, is Desert Solitaire by Edward Abbey. Right. That's, I just like, have mad respect for that dead man, because the way he writes is just fucking, it's brutal, dude. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. And he made the desert landscape like the most attractive fucking thing in the world like when people think about the desert all they think about is like the worst case scenario ever there's no fucking water anywhere there's no like fuck dude that's like as humans or any fucking living being that requires water like that's a death scenario and he made it seem like the most beautiful place on earth yeah. And motivated the end point for the motorcycle trip we just took. Like, yeah. he is the reason I went to Arches National Park. He's the reason I even knew, knew that fucking park existed. But he described it in a way, and I was like, I have to go. I have to go see it. Yeah. And if anyone has any inclination to go outside and like go on hikes or like enjoys outdoors or like breathing air, 
they should they should read that book. Cool. It's really good. Awesome. Uh, you lent it to me. Uh, yeah, I still haven't in, read a, it. in a very shitty way too. It was well, like, I, oh, the binding is falling apart, and yeah. like you really got to make sure when you're reading that that you love you love that copy of that book so much that you fucked it. <laughs> I, can't, I didn't want. I don't know, man. I'm you gonna... tore the binding <laughs> apart, and then you gave it to me. Like I'm supposed to, you know, yeah, yeah. put this thing back together. It's like the first twenty pages are stuck together. How am I supposed to read yeah. this? So, Desert Solitaire for everyone out there. Uh, Trey wants you to read that. It's uh, it, it's a book so good you can fuck more than once. More than once. More than a couple once. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might even give you a little something back. It might be the only book that might give you a little something back. All right, well, it's Desert Solitaire, totally lack of any wetness, so... uh, Yeah, it's very dry. It's going to take some... uh, That's that's your responsibility to bring. Lube. Lube. Uh, There's an Amazon link to Petroleum Jelly (laughs) somewhere in this description. Trey, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I know we talk all the time at work. And uh, this was probably a stretch to make us talk, rehash everything we always talk about. No, this was great. I yeah. think we covered some new ground. We covered some new ground. Yeah, we broke some new ground. Yeah, we broke. This is this is going to be the best podcast Cora or my folks have ever <laughs> heard, and it'll be the only one I've ever heard. Yeah, and, and Nina's out there with the dog, listening to it now, but will probably be listening to it later when yeah. I when I when I force her to listen to it. Yeah. And I'm staring at every reaction <laughs> she makes. Like, be proud of me. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, did you get that joke? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Andrew. This is the end. Dude, thank you. Mm-hmm. That was fun.